Hello, everyone. I'm feeling wishy-washy about this episode. Why? Because I haven't technically worked out my feelings yet. It's like that time Chandler said on Friends, can open worms everywhere. Am I mad? Am I disappointed? Am I conflicted if Clayton is the worst Bachelor in franchise history? Am I happy? Am I relieved it's over? Am I counting down the days until Serene's brother Roland is the next Bachelor? I just don't know. What I do know is that ABC showrunners obviously listened to my podcast because I believe it was there when I told some guy in Austin that they should experiment with two Bachelorettes in one season. I'm drunk with power. But let's get back to why you're here. You're taking roughly 32 minutes of your precious time to hear what Lindsay Ray and some guy have to say about Clayton Eckert and his former beauty queen girlfriend. Buckle up, people. We have a lot to say. Cans open. Worms everywhere. Hey, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 257 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with some guy in Austin. And we're going to try to discuss the finale of Clayton Eckert's season of The Bachelor. And I'm going to need you to help me process through my feelings because I really don't know what I'm feeling right now. Do you know what you're feeling right now? Well, the good news is, is that I've been able to compartmentalize all my relationships um, and okay. not think about anything except... Um, this podcast. And so when I, when I go to think about the bachelor, I'm able to think about everyone individually and I still can't decide what I want, Mm -hmm. which is a lot like Clayton. (laughs) Other than his sweater choices, which I'm sure weren't meant for him or weren't, you know, actually decided upon by him. He really didn't know anything. And you could see the look, you know, we'll get into this. You could just see the look in his parents' faces. Like, what are you doing? Even his brothers who were rooting for him were like, dude. I mean, it was almost like they had like rescued him. Make a decision. Make a decision. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like they had, you know, rescued him from captivity somewhere and they're trying to like snap him out of his, you know, Stockholm syndrome or whatever. It was so weird. Um, The family meeting I thought was kind of odd because, you know, like his dad (laughs) flat out came and said like, you know, you really screwed the on this one or whatever, which... It's an unfortunate choice of words for dad, but I'm assuming he doesn't watch the show. It's so accurate. He, well, he screwed a couple of bitches and then, you know, failed to screw another one until much later, apparently. So anyway, it was um, it was a weird season and a very exciting, dramatic finale. I don't know. I don't know if I would even say dramatic and exciting because I if let me say this, if Clayton had not ended up with Susie, I think I would have felt differently. And I'm, I, I'm trying to rationalize that too, because I, I was thinking, well, I guess I should be happy for them, but he, he just displayed such a, a he does poor character, poor judgment uh, unfortunate timing. Why is he breaking up with two people at the same time? In the same room. I, I, yeah, there's just I mean, so many 
in the same room, so many poor choices, so much oblivion to everything. Like you say, so much compartmentalizing that he just, you end up in a place where you don't hate Clayton per se, but you just realize he was a terrible bachelor. Yeah. And he's kind of an idiot. And and so I didn't really want that for Susie. I kind of wanted her to have somebody better. And, and she, she had her chance to walk away and she, and she did. And then he came back and he tried to propose to, he didn't propose, propose, but they're at the proposal place. And she says, no, I'm going to leave Iceland by myself. And then at the after thing, here she comes and she's so happy and bouncy and he's my boyfriend. And then ask the audience to root for them. Because she knows that he's kind of a hated character right now. And we all just have a bad, I just have a bad taste in my mouth. You think she made the choice though? Like, okay, I want to be famous for a little longer and kind of ride this out, but I don't want to be the bachelorette. I think that Susie, I wonder if Susie was given the opportunity to come in and save Clayton's tarnished reputation, if you will. Because if he's ending The Bachelor having sort of gaslighting Susie and then following Gabby out to the car after she does not accept his rose and talking her back into it and dragging her back in and then convincing these two women to stay and then taking them to meet his parents and then him figuring out during this, Oh wait, I love Susie. So he's going to go break up with them at the same time and then try to fight for Susie who just happens to still be in Iceland. Isn't that convenient? I'm wondering if they tried to, kind of soften everything and ask Susie, Hey, will you come back and be the star? I don't know. Yeah. That's the impression I got because maybe she was just so done with the, the season. I mean, I think she was probably groomed. And as we talked about, you know, she was given a lot of free stuff and opportunities. And then when all the stuff hit the fan, she bailed and, you know, there had to be some sort of internal conversation and probably some sort of fat check associated with her coming back mm-hmm. for that deal. But I agree with you. That's the only way to save the guy. And they, they didn't really do it. It wasn't really clean. Exactly. Because he can't escape from that. The best part, uh, I mean, he's like the Forrest Gump of bachelors, you know, he just, he just kind of went from thing <laughs> to thing and let it happen to him and then really couldn't decide. And the, I was laughing, not laughing, but I couldn't believe when he sat them both down, Gabby and uh, Rachel, and then broke up with them at the same time. I I felt like maybe they had a conversation, like he shows up to his like producer meeting. He's like, I'm here for the breakups. And they're like, look, um, we're not going to have time to film these separately. Um, We're just going to put you guys all in the same room. And he's like, okay. Uh, But some of the stuff that, what's your face? What did I say? <laughs> but some of the stuff that both of them said, um, Gabby and Rachel about, you know, was really disrespectful and I didn't get to stick up for myself and essentially you're an idiot. All true. Uh, completely there was no you know, normally like remember when you had the Jake and Vienna showdown and like both of them were kind of narcissistic, horrible people. And you're like, okay, Jake's an yes. idiot, but she is too. Nuh-uh. I, I mean, just he was totally <laughs> no. cool for all of it, and it was great to he watch. He truly was. 
Yeah. <laughs> it really was. That, whenever you said, he's an idiot, that <laughs> that brings up whatever you called me, it was yesterday or the day before, and, and I didn't answer, not because I was I was screening you or anything, I but I just couldn't answer me. you. And you yeah, called. <laughs> Thanks. But it was my favorite message from you ever because it was about eight seconds long. And I could tell right when you were leaving a message, you were very distracted by something. You were going, hey, um, uh, just uh, um, uh, he's an idiot. And that's how you ended <laughs> the voice message. And I, you could tell you wanted to say more, but it, something was happening at the time. And that's just all you could say was he's an yeah. idiot. And you well, hung so up the phone. I went, he is. To, to fully complete the picture. So I have uh, a little like a, I think you. I've talked about this before. I have a little toy uh, car that I have that I drive and it's a stick shift. And so I was in that and I was at a red light when I called you and I didn't have my Bluetooth hooked up. And so I had my phone in my ear and the light turned green and you didn't pick up. And so I was trying to like, you know, hit the clutch and get the car in gear and move. Hold and, the phone, hit the yeah, clutch, do the, the gear. Phone in my ear. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's what was going on when I left you that message. <laughs> but then I called you back, and I just went, "He is." If we yeah. had to sum up in three words this season, he's an idiot on yeah. on on many levels. He is, yeah. but it's but I always go back to the fact that it's he's not unlikable per se. He makes a lot of choices where you're just shaking your head. And and it, and it gets to the point where someone mentioned it might have been Stephanie or Amy or Laura. Somebody mentioned you know you have to remember he didn't even get this far in his own season, so he doesn't know what fantasy dates entail. He doesn't know what meeting the parents entail. He didn't he didn't even get that far to know anything. And he went from Michelle's season right into his own. And so he, of course, is listening to everyone around him saying, hey, maybe you should leave Rachel crying on the floor in the stair museum while you go check on Gabby, who's really mad. And then he he offers, you know, Rachel, this is this is what I want to talk to you about, because I know we're all over the map. But by this time, I know everyone has seen it, who listens to this and watches the show. Rachel still was in it for a long time until the the double breakup where she's got her eyelashes falling off her face and she's saying, I can't believe you're putting me in this car right now because she's gone through her dates. She's gone through, hey, Susie left. Hey, I still want to do this. Meet my parents. I love you. He doesn't say he loves her the most though, but yeah, I love you. And she's still fighting for it in Iceland. Did that seem odd to you? No, I think, look, it seemed logical. I mean, I think she had bought it. Now look, she probably looks at that episode now and cringes, right? Because when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to bail on it. And I think as, as foolish as she sounded during that whole thing, it probably made sense to her. But to your earlier point, you know, he's not unlikable, but man, he was close to the line. Um, you know, he's probably mm. getting a lot of stuff online where, you know, he's he's getting a lot of criticism, but he just didn't handle everybody fairly. And I think the assumption was when they cast him, 
was we're just going to pop a guy out of the blue into this situation because we're so tired of Instagram people and influencers and people, you know, wanting to gain something from the show. Let's just get a guy who's just looking for love and they pop a lovable, you know, 90 IQ Clayton out of the mix there and throw him in. And the assumption was it would be a clean season and it was anything but, Mm. but yeah, I mean, Mm. I think I agree with you. Rachel was all in. She tried to, make sense of it. I think that's her logical side, but you can't really reason your way into a situation that's so irrational and weird that it's just a square peg in a round hole. And that, that's not a fantasy yes. metaphor, but you know, it is. Weird. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> oh, you never know. Oh, uh, then you've got Gabby who, yeah. who did the opposite. So Rachel is, crying and saying, please, 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 let's not end this. And then you have Gabby at the rose ceremony at the stair museum. And she's saying she is a little bit more angry and wants answers. And she doesn't understand how he could be in love and, and tell them from the little ice stand where the roses are that he is a shell of a man and he is broken because Susie has left. And so they're looking at each other like, what, what, what? And so he finally convinces her to come back. He hands Rose to Rachel. He says, hey, Gabby, do you, will you accept her Rose? And she says, no, and walks yeah. off. And so Rachel thinks in that moment, I've won. Now, is yeah. she happy about it? I don't know, because she gets a little confused by the fact that, wait a minute, Susie left. Now Gabby left. Am I a moron for not leaving? Or did I yes. just become the future yes. Mrs. Clayton Eckert? Yes, you're a moron. <laughs> I, I respected Gabby. I guess it was when when Palmer was playing referee. You know, she was. We, we went from, and I, you got to feel a little sympathy for these folks because we went from, oh, I'm so in love with yeah. Clayton. Oh, wait, he's in love with me too. To I slept with all of you. Uh, my favorite left, and now you guys are remaining. And then we went to. Well, I hope he loves me the most, and and so they're mm. they're stepping down the ladder to try to squeeze themselves into some sort of solution here, and I think Gabby just had enough of it. She told him, "Look, when you say you love somebody, you're assuming a responsibility to do all these things, and you didn't do anything." And then she got the applause from the audience. Yep. You could tell Gabby practiced her lines, and she talked to a therapist. And I was yep. sort of proud of her at that moment. I was very proud of her too. Clayton had the look like. Um, you know, like when you check your washing machine and you realize you've thrown in a red shirt with all your whites. And he just had this look on his face like, uh-oh, my shirts are pink. <laughs> Good analogy. <Yeah. laughs> right there with you. I am. He that's that's another that's another thing that they both had problems with is when he double breaks up with them. Gabby's mad. Rachel's devastated. He has no emotion whatsoever. And so that's very hard. And he had no emotion whatsoever most of the night. Um, He did write Susie a letter, 18 pages front and back, and told her how wonderful she is. And, hey, come meet me at the place. And he pulls out a ring from Uncle Neil, but he doesn't propose. He puts it back in his pocket. But that's supposed to show how much he's in this and he's willing to do anything. And she said, you know what? I'm going to leave Iceland by myself. And I might've stood up and clapped at the TV. 
Yeah, look, all, all listen. All that showed for him was that Neil Lane has a uh, rock solid, no pun intended, sponsorship with the show. <laughs> I mean, Neil wouldn't let totally. anybody out there without flashing the Neil Lane ring, right? So that right. that I didn't. That wasn't him being decisive. That was like, hey, you got to meet ABC's obligations too. So give Uncle Neil a hug and pick out a pretty <laughs> ring. That's true. Yeah, and he did. I mean, Susie left. Everybody left. And so then Clayton is sad and, you know, he lost it. He lost his shot. This once in a lifetime woman. That was another part. You mentioned Clayton's parents a minute ago. That was another part that I was pretty proud of the mother saying when he's trying to convince his parents, Hey, I know you just met Gabby and Rachel and you think they're super awesome and either would be good right. for me, which they would have been. And he goes, but Susie was once in a lifetime and she's so great and she's this and she's that. And I think I just want to follow my heart. And the mom said, well, if she's once in a lifetime, why were you sleeping with the other two girls? Well, the, the, and no. that is what everybody wanted to know. Yeah. So I, I did want to focus on the family meeting because that was, you could tell, like even the brothers mm-hmm. were like, dude, we're going to try to help you out, but there's not much we can, can do. <laughs> you know? yep. I mean, they were trying nope. so hard. Can't salvage this. Yeah. And then the, the we mom, can't reverse more on in the mom. Exactly. And, and the mom at one point when he was talking about Susie or whatever, he's like, well, you know, I've got the, this wonderful woman and you know, blah, blah, blah. And she just looks at him and goes, she left. <laughs> like, yeah. she's not here. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's not yeah. a choice anymore. Yeah. So she, but just, she didn't leave. She was the, still in Iceland the whole time. So convenient. Yeah. Well, you could also tell that that wasn't, at least I got the impression, that wasn't the first time mom and dad had had a talk like that with Clayton, you know, <laughs> maybe not about, maybe not about mad marriage and the bachelor, but something in his life where he just completely screwed which is his dad yeah. so eloquently put it. Let me ask you this. How did you think Gabby and Rachel handled themselves when they were with the live studio audience and talking to Jesse and then talking to Clayton? I know you just mentioned that you think Gabby handled herself well. Do you think Rachel did? Yeah, I think both of them did. Gabby was certainly more self-assured. And like I said, she definitely rehearsed what she wanted to say. Um, I thought Rachel was a little more spontaneous. Um, and and making sure we know these tears are not for you. Yeah. They're not for you. She clearly wanted to say, you know, I'm over it. You know, they don't mistake this for residual feelings or however she put it. Um, But, you know, she said the things that everyone says is I saw a future with you. I cared about you all that. I thought Gabby did a better job than Rachel. I think Gabby has her head on straighter than Rachel does. I think Gabby uses more logic, as you said. She uses, uh, she's very emotional and I think she really did like slash love Clayton, but she is able to step back from, from the process and, and, and analyze it. Rachel is not. Rachel is all emotion and all feelings. And so the fact that the two of these women are the next bachelorettes is interesting to me. I feel at first, did you find it odd that Jesse announced it and they both looked 
Like they didn't know that was the case because they hug each other. Like they just won a prize. I'm wondering if showrunners said one of you is the next bachelorette. And when in reality it was both of them were the next bachelorette. So in their minds, they thought it's me or her instead of me and her. Yeah. I think look, anything to get a genuine reaction from anyone this season would be helpful. <laughs> Kudos. So, yeah, I agree with that. Well, do you, here's the, here was the next thing because most people listening may be thinking if they didn't watch the show, they may be thinking, Oh, it's another Katie Michelle thing. That is not the case. This is Rachel and Gabby on the same season. Yeah. It's like a sister-wives sweet. Thing. It's a sister-wives thing. And, si- and Rachel was, I don't know, sweet enough, I'm going to use that term, to look at Gabby and say, I am so glad that I will have you to help me through this. <laughs> like in a camaraderie yeah, way. I and I thought, girl, over the same y'all guy. are... <laughs> I was about to say, episode two, you're going to have, I mean, Rose, the first Rose ceremony, y'all are going to have fights over the same guy. Now, let me ask you this too, because we're in uncharted territory after 20 some odd years. This is, this is what we're doing. Almost 20 years. This is what we're doing. Do you think that it's a, okay, so let's pretend all the guys are standing in front of both women. Do you think that they have a powwow at the beginning and say, okay, who do we get rid of? And they both agree on that? Or do you think she has a ceremony and she has a ceremony and then the guy has to choose, well, am I going to go to Rachel or am I going to go to Gabby? Because they did do that with Caitlin and what's her name, but it was only that one season remember they were both bachelorettes not that one season that one episode and the guys had to decide who they wanted to be the bachelorette i don't think it's that either i think it's gabby and rachel going forward with all these men but i'm just curious how they're gonna call them out well and you know there's gonna be one chotch that like one of them likes, and then he's going to do his in the moment and say, you know, Rachel's interested in me, but I really like Gabby. I mean, they have to do that. Mm. Um, Absolutely, they will. And then that's going to be a boy thing where they come and whisper and say, hey, he was with me, and he said he had a really good time with Gabby. I just think you should know he's not here for you. He's here for Gabby. That's going to be the new not here for the right reasons. It would be great if they could find, like, a really good-looking, affable, super successful you know, very friendly guy also named Clayton and just throw him in there. <laughs> well, like you said last week, I think we need to have Serene's brother Roland yeah. in there. Start this sort of bachelor sibling thing where Clayton's brother's in there maybe. Hey, that might be something. You know, he reached out to Genevieve. Um, I didn't like the whole former contestant feedback on the episode, by the way. I didn't either, except um, for Nick Vile, who's who was speaking words of wisdom, which is well, crazy to say. Than, but he is the one. Than, he's older than Jesse Palmer now. Um, <laughs> he is. You talk about he's a old guy, Nick. <laughs> you talk about a guy that has gotten on the gravy train and stayed there. He deserves credit for that. I mean, he made an entire career. He out of really a does. Promiscuous, non-committal a-hole. And everyone still seems to listen to this stupid podcast. Good for him. You and I talked briefly about Cassie, 
um, uh, Colton's former um, uh-huh. pick before he decided Girl. who he was. <laughs> um, she she had some work done, and I thought that was a shame. It was a shame. She so definitely pretty. had some cheeky something or other yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, Rodney needs to go on this next season too. I no. think I think we need to shift it to where we're not going to paradise anymore. We're just putting them back into the show. That's Let's what's happening. Re-put I mean, them back into the show. I have a question for you that's going to take a little bit of mental calculation on your part. I want you to rank. Rank from the worst to the absolute worst. The following bachelors. Okay, I'm ready. Juan Pablo, yep. Juan Pablo, Ari, Peter the pilot, and Clayton. Wow. Um, I didn't put Jake Pavelka in there because I knew he'd be your number one, so I just took him out. So yeah, knowing that Jake Pavelka is in a, a a land of his own when it comes to chaches and jack wagons. Yeah, he's in a that that guy's the all these other guys are aspiring to be that ridiculous. Yes. Um, so there's different ways to rank these guys. You can rank them by height or hairline or um, intelligence or whatever. So he, here's how I would do it. Juan Pablo was always a chach, um, although he had a couple good scenes in the previous season and tricked everyone into getting chosen. Right. But it was pretty clear he was a chach from day one. So I would actually keep him at the bottom of that list. So I'd, okay. I'd number, number as four. the worst. Number four as the okay. worst, yeah. Now, number three would be between Ari and Peter. And the way I would resolve that conflict is that um, (laughs) Peter slept with Hannah four times in a windmill, which automatically bumps him over Ari for for a a lesser chotch. So Ari's going to be number three. Uh, and then to cement Ari's position in three, the way he broke up with Becca in the in the tiny house with the entire crew there, oh, I thought was inappropriate. Yes. So put him number three, oh, which worse. leaves Peter number two because I just I think he just between him and Barb and his weird family dynamic, um, <laughs> I just couldn't. That was hard to watch. Um, but yeah, I think right. just from a sheer. I, I was given a responsibility and fumbled it. I don't think there's any malice involved. I think he's just a dunce. And uh, yep. I think he screwed up. Uh, he's lucky that he's got the uh, sliver of a chance he does with a person who enjoys the spotlight. And uh, he'll screw mm. that up too. So I'm going to go with Clayton as the worst bachelor ever. Okay. And, and that's, that's just not, I mean, know, that's, that's a solid list. I think. This was definitely one of the hardest seasons to watch because, like you said, I I didn't you know it was a lot easier to watch Jake and just hate him, and it was a lot easier to watch yeah. you know Juan <laughs> Pablo and go this guy's gonna like you know screw himself out of a you know everyone's gonna hate this guy. That's a lot easier than every week you look and you go okay I'm rooting for this guy, and then it just makes no sense whatsoever. Plus, I think the way that he handled the breakups and kind of the and when he raised his voice at Susie, it just wasn't a good look. So I mm-hmm. have to say he's the worst. Okay, I, I I I might agree with I might agree with your assessment there. One of my favorite parts from the other night too is whenever Jesse Palmer 
made Susie's reveal very mysterious, saying, Clayton left Iceland and he's alone now, or is he? And then we had a commercial break and came back and you have to find out who slid into Clayton's DMs and wants to date him now. And it turns out it's Susie and she walks out and Todd said, it's Hannah. And then we all turned and looked at him and he goes, is it not? And then we said, no, that's Susie. And that just cracked me up again too. how so many people just compared her to Hannah Brown, which would have been so funny too, if Hannah Brown had walked out and, oh, look, Clayton and I, I slid into his DMs and now I'm dating. I don't know. I just thought that was. I think she's more attractive than Hannah Brown. Than Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wish, gosh, I wish I, I. I wish I was more excited for Susie because I liked her and I respected her and I thought she did so good. And then she still ended up with him after all of that. Yeah. And knowing that she's watched the show too. That's what I keep going. Listen, there has the, to be some reason yeah. why. Well, it's uh, there's, there is a reason. It's probably money. Um, but the other mm. thing that I wanted to note was that you have used the words ended up. I think subconsciously a few times. And I think that's probably the best way to describe <laughs> Susie's predicament. You know, it's kind of like when you're yep. super drunk and you're hungry and you end up at Denny's, you know, no, no one really <laughs> intends to go to Denny's. You don't go out at like 7 PM and say, I'm going to drink my face off. And then I'm going to, I'm anticipating being hungry at two 30 in the morning. So I'm going to actually make a conscious choice to go to Denny's. That's not how that works. You end up there. And that's exactly what happened to Susie. <laughs> that's so good. It's that true. so good. I hadn't even I haven't even heard myself say ended up, but that's exactly what happened. He yeah. ended up Susie ended up with him. He was lucky enough to have her. Yeah. Man. And speaking of lucky. Um, it's St. Patrick's Day today, and I, I, w- I meant I had a mental note to tell you my St. Patrick's Day joke. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tell me. And now you've heard you've heard different versions of this before, um, but you know it's my seasonal humor, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and hit you with the joke. Okay. Okay. How do you get a female leprechaun pregnant? I don't know. How do you get a female leprechaun pregnant? <laughs> It works every single <laughs> Hey, thank y'all for listening. I'd like to thank our friends over at Last Night's Game for managing our official Bachelor bracket this season. And a huge shout out to our top three winners, Mary Adams, Kaylin Phillips, and Leah Green. I really have no idea how you were able to pull this off, but kudos for not letting Mike Flies trick you into thinking Susie was not the winner. I'm super impressed. If you'd like to read a recap of Clayton's finale, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years and decades of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, 
Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. Forever.